This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, what are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the bar. Miss Jane here. Always good to have your company. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's a solo episode, and I'm going to be talking about the advantages of managing, um, I guess, things like performances with a project management approach. Now, this um, I've I've always loved planning, probably a little bit too much. Um, Sometimes I can get bogged down in the planning. But what I find is that when I don't have a plan, I get quite anxious because I now, luckily, you know, 16 years in, I have quite a lot of experience. Um, I've done, if we're going to use performances as the example, and I probably will, all the way through the podcast, I I don't want to be anxious in the lead up to my performance. I want to be able to enjoy it. I I can't enjoy things if I'm anxious about all of the moving parts. And so that's why um, I really resonate with the project management approach, because um, if you've been following, I've been kind of bringing out a a step-by-step curriculum to the way I'm organize my studio and a lot of it is strategic planning so we've we've done a session on our vision and then how to turn that into a strategic plan and now we've we've also done sessions on systems and now a project is really like systems on steroids so a project will be made up sometimes of of different systems and processes but it's more than that it's like an accountability map and we've also talked a little bit about that in um, great expectations where we're talking about um, first of all position descriptions and then in hello accountability how to hold people accountable and so I fully understand that it looks like I'm giving you more work to do when I give you these kind of strategies, but here's here's the rub. People ask me all of the time, well, how do you have such a large studio and still have time to coach other studio owners, to do a podcast, to have a life, to run Dance Step? And the key is that I have always worked to have these kind of systems to have a a project management approach, to have the paperwork that backs me up in terms of position descriptions and observation checklists and all of these things. So that's my disclaimer. At first, it seems overwhelming, but if you do the work then and you view it as an investment, 
then you will reap the rewards of this investment over and over and over again. And you will thank me, just as I thank me when we pull out the project plan for our performance and we go, yeah, this isn't overwhelming. This is 100% achievable. And not only that, you know, there is an element of rinse and repeat once you've done a, a run a pro. Uh, now, projects and performances, I'm going to get all tongue-tied. Once you've run your first couple of performances, they get easier because you've you've got a framework, but you also then have the benefit of being able to, at the end, do some an analysis about what worked and what didn't. Now, before we get on to that, because um, there's a little bit I want to talk about about delegation first. So this is one of the most common questions I get, and it's because people want balance in their life. So they go, okay, I know I'm meant to delegate, but how, what, where, you know, to who? And it's always kind of a little bit of an off-the-cuff question when people ask me that. I know I know I'm meant to delegate, but how? And really, again, if you've been following these podcasts and also the, the group coaching workshops that I've been doing, you'll realise that there is no simple answer to delegating. It's layered. And so with that, and because project management is kind of like the highest level that I delegate, I wanted to go backwards and talk about the five levels of delegation. Now, this is not my work. This is kind of quite accepted within leadership circles. But the first level of delegation is basically do as I say. Like, do exactly what I've asked you to do. Don't deviate from my instructions. I've researched it I've, and I know what you want to do. And so that's basically, you know, when we're looking at procedures, they might be just simple tasks. I just... I want you to do it like this. I might have also had your input into that now, you know, and we've come up with this plan and here it is. Here is the procedure, level one, delegation. And it's a great place to start because it's there's really clear outcomes. I want you to do this procedure. This is how I want you to do it. No, no deviation. Level two, um, He's getting somebody to do a little bit more work, generally around research and reporting. Um, and I will probably still make the decision and then tell you what I want you to do. But you've you've done the research. You've probably also given me a little bit of um, some thought around what you would do in that situation. Um, but that kind of goes into level three that these, these two can kind of run into each other. So level two is like, you just do the research, I'll read it and I'll tell you what I want to do. And then that can slowly morph into, and this is where I love to get my, my team, um, you know, when they start to, to squeeze in from level two into level three is instead of research and report, we research and recommend. And so I say, look, can you look into this for me? And then at the end of that, give me a recommendation. If you were me, what would you do? And obviously, if I agree, then forward we go. And if not, we can have a little riff around the pros and cons. And that's a really good training and, and development conversation right there. So the more you can get people kind of researching and then recommending things to you, the more you can start to share your experiences and have conversations about why 
you would or wouldn't follow their lead. And you just can't have that at level one when you're just giving a task. But I don't want to diss level one because a lot of the work I delegate is level one work. It's just work that needs to be done. It's not, it's not rocket science. It just needs to be done. Now, level four and five are when you've really got somebody in a position position where they're researching, they're making the decision, they're keeping you in the loop, um, but really it, it's over to them to manage it. And then level five is no need to report back. You've got this. I know you're going to follow through. You've got my full support and, um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of check in maybe quarterly for you. So they're the levels of delegation. Project management can kind of it really sits in around about level four because when I offer somebody a project and we're going to keep talking about my performance because that's the most obvious, I don't, I don't manage my performance. I don't um, organise all of those moving parts because I couldn't. It would put me into overwhelm. It would put me into the funny farm. I would be so stressed and um, it wouldn't support my values of balance and freedom. So this is kind of where I can slot in project plans. If I've done the work, maybe at, you know, some of it is level one, I just need somebody to do something and it's a level one delegation, then that still sits within the project plan. But the beauty of the project plan is that it keeps everybody accountable. And so it sounds like it could just be a list of to-dos with dates, to a point that is part of it, but it's it's just one component of it. And so when I have my meetings, my weekly meetings with my team, and I can say to them, what projects have we got on the go? Okay, we're preparing for exams or we're preparing for a performance or we've got the senior school formal. And they can update me really quickly. I can say, bring out where we're up to. What are we working on? Do you need anything from me? They might just want to run something by me or they might say, you know what, we've hit a little bit of a roadblock. Um, you know, in the past we've done this, but this year that that's not going to work and this is why. Tell me what you want me to do. Um, or if they're a little bit more level four, they'll be saying, this is the roadblock we've just we've uncovered, I've done some research around it, here's what I think we should do, but I just want to run it by you. And so that's where project plans can be really handy because they're conversation starters, but also they share the burden. And so here's the big thing. When I say to people, all right, they, they say to me, I, I need help delegating. And I'm like, okay, this is not going to be a half an hour conversation. And I say to them, where you know what? What's the problem? What what do you what What's the problem with delegating? Tell me. We're right back at the beginning. Like, well, everything's in my head. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that is the problem. And so, project plans are a way of getting that out of your head. And yeah, it's a it's a pain to do in the first instance. I'm not going to lie. It's hard work, but it's definitely not as hard work as doing everything by yourself year after year. And burning yourself out and then spending all of January recovering. Because for me, if you're in the same um, hemisphere as me, so I'm in Australia, you know, we go hard, 
we've kind of got that end season, November and December, and we go hard, and then January should be fun. It shouldn't be recovering. It should be fun. It's summer. You know, you should be able to be enjoying life and not just kind of in your little coma. Now, there's no, I don't want to be telling people off, but if that's your cycle and you're doing the same thing each year and you're still feeling that, then make a change. Um, and this is one way to do it. I mean, the big thing is, yes, it is, it is a little bit of time to begin with and you'll hate me for it. <laughs> but after that, I really do think that you would love me for it. And this really does support the other elements of the curriculum that I've been teaching and will continue. There's a, there's a couple more, about five more. And then I've really shared my whole system for dance studio success with you. These are not silo systems. They all interconnect. And once I've rolled them all out to you, I'll be able to show you how they can interlock into each other. And so it's no good doing a workshop with me on systems, but then not having a culture that is system driven. It's no good doing a workshop with me on accountability if you're not prepared to hold people accountable. It's no good listening to a podcast and maybe doing a workshop with me on how to manage your business with the project management approach and then not actually doing the work because things like burnout and not being able to delegate and my favourite, fake emergencies, they're symptoms. They're not the problem. They're symptoms. The problem is often a lack of structure in the business so that you constantly, it doesn't matter whether you're in year one, five, 10, 15, you constantly feel like you're making things up on the fly. And it's because you are, right? That's, it's really, really tiring. Um, and I did that. I did that probably for the first five years. And I was like, jeesh, there's got to be a better way. And there is. But there is always that investment and, you know, with anything investment, it's either money or time or sometimes both. <laughs> it can feel a bit scary. You're like, I don't have time or I don't have money. But if you're not treating the cause, you know, if you're, if you're just looking at the symptom and you're just putting a Band-Aid on it or just having Panadol and you're not actually treating the cause of that pain, then nothing's going to change. And so I um, understand that I do sound a little bit bossy on this one, maybe more so than my other podcasts. <laughs> but um, it does link together. It really does link together. And I really want you to, to entertain this idea. So a project management or a project plan, many moving parts. We don't have the time to go through it in this podcast, but you are, like I said, parts of it are really looking like a, a calendar. This is what's happening and this is what's happening when. But we're also looking at an accountability chart, who's doing what, um, what are your deliverables, what do we need and when do we need notices to parents, do we need... Um, music cut, do we need costumes ordered? What do we need and when? And also the fact of the matter is the project does not end the minute the curtain goes down on that performance. So what's happening, you know, after that time is just as important 
And I think the big thing is, you know, lots of us suffer from procrastination. Me too, right? That's one of the challenges of working by yourself. So a lot of the work that I do now in a couple of my business units is solo work. I report to no one. And that's not ideal because I do have a little bit of procrastinator in me, quite a bit, actually, if I'm being honest. And if I had somebody nagging me, which I don't love, that's why I work for myself. I don't love it. Um, But if I did have somebody nagging me, obviously, that would be pushing me along. The word there that I don't love is the nagging. So I want my people to do the work, but I don't want to nag them because I've already got three kids and I don't want more. And I don't want to treat my team, who are all adults, all of them, as kids. I don't want to nag them, but I also don't want to do the work myself. So there is the problem. And that is where project plans are the solution. All right. Um, Okay. I reckon that's probably enough of a rant from me for today. If you want to learn the different components, the different ingredients that make up a project, this would be really great if you did do system school because um, a lot, like I said, a lot of your systems will be able to slot in to your project plan and you'll feel really clever. Um, Again, all of these different components start to link into each other. Um, Next month in July, we're going to be talking about budgets and how that that can come into a project plan as well. It's kind of like the tail end, but that that is part of delegation. You know, if you want people to be able to make decisions without you and it's about how they're spending your money, then you need to give them a budget. So that kind of is the tail end. But if you want to know more about the different components of project planning, then do join me on Tuesday, the 21st of June. We will be meeting at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time live. But as always, for every workshop that we do, if you cannot attend live and you want to register to receive um the recording, then please do that. It goes out 24 hours after we meet live. And I will often give templates as well. And I do have a project plan template that I will be sharing. So I'd love you to join me in that. I've purposely put this um, part part of my work, part of the program, in June because it's a perfect time to really start getting your ducks in a row ready for that kind of end of year. Again, if you're in Australia, I know it's different if if you're in other parts of the world, Um, but get your ducks in a row ready for performance or recital season so that you're not dealing with fake emergency after fake emergency and getting stressed and anxious and, and really not enjoying the process. Um, that's the thing. It should be, you know, we should be able to have fun at work. And I personally find I have more fun when I know what's going on. I feel in control, but I'm not doing the work. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, if you would like to book that, um, group coaching workshop, please head to my bio on Instagram. That's at Dance Studio Success. Just head to the bio. The link is there ready for you and I'd love to see you. We've been getting more and more people to each of the 
group coaching session. So it's really, really exciting. And um, I'm always really humbled and honoured to serve and share that information, serve you and share that information. Um, All right. Until next time, thanks for joining me at the bar. Bye for now. Thanks for joining me at the bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders, and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at the bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 